the example of Father Capon, we are given a model of how to be hope to a hopeless world, to be light to a dark world, to be so filled with joy that people desire to be around us. There's an urgency in the world right now. I want to enter the mission territory. In fact, the Lord has called all of us into this battle for souls. He's not given anybody a pass on that. Welcome to the Foxhole. Welcome, everyone. This is Jason Searle. And on behalf of Capen's Men, we thank you for joining us in the Foxhole. Our podcast helps carry on the legacy of the most highly decorated chaplain in the United States Army history, servant of God, Father Emil Capen, who gave his life serving his men on the battlefields and the prisoner of war camps of Korea. We've made it to the final installment of our series, The Battle. Along the way, we've had great insights into the different fronts of the battle, and as we plot our path to victory, we're honored to welcome Bishop Kevin Rhodes. Bishop was born and raised in Pennsylvania and enrolled at Mount St. Mary's College in Maryland, after which he attended seminary in Overbrook, Pennsylvania, where he earned his B.A. in philosophy. He studied theology at the Gregorian in Rome and Spanish at the University of Salamanca, Spain as well. He is ordained a deacon at St. Peter's Basilica at the Vatican and then a priest in Lebanon, Pennsylvania. He returned to Rome for advanced degrees in canon law and dogmatic theology, and then he went back to the Diocese of Harrisburg to serve as a pastor before being named to the faculty and eventually the rector of the Mount, working in the formation of priests from many dioceses across the United States. In 2004, he was ordained Bishop of Harrisburg and then appointed the ninth bishop of Fort Wayne South Bend, and he's been a shepherd of that diocese since 2010. We've been so pleased to partner with these incredible men from Rekindle the Fire, who are from Bishop Rhodes' Diocese. They're active leaders in faith, and we thank them for their dedication and perspective that they have shared during the battle. Bishop's going to lead us on the path to victory, but before that, Joe's going to lead us with a prayer, and it's an honor to introduce and welcome Bishop Rhodes and Joe. Welcome, brothers, and thanks for joining us in the foxhole. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. Welcome, friends, to the battle. I've been praying for you, praying for you, to persevere through this series, and you have done it. Praying for you to access the tools you have to ensure victory, and especially praying for my holy conversation today with Bishop Rhodes. Keep in mind, we've also enlisted the Nashville Dominicans to pray for you and for your family each week of this series. So be at peace, friends, but stay alert and stay vigilant. With that said, let us begin. Welcome to the Foxhole, Bishop. Thank you, Joe. Great to be with you. Thank you for the invitation. It is a great honor to have you here, and I'm going to jump right in. We're in Holy Week, Bishop, and we're about to enter the Easter Triduum, which is the climax of the church year. I would love it if you'd talk a little bit to our listeners about how Christ's passion, death, and resurrection reflect the daily battle we've all been on in this Lent. Uh, That's a very good question. And um, Of course, this is the holiest week of the year, and to celebrate these greatest mysteries of our redemption, um, beginning with the Mass of the Lord's Supper on 
Holy Thursday evening, all the way through Easter Sunday. And um, yes, it's, uh, it, it reflects our daily battle because it's all about Jesus's battle and his victory in the battle against sin and his victory over death. That's why, as you said, this is the climax of the church's year. You know, I was thinking about how uh, this Holy Week, I thought on Palm Sunday, how that battle began with Jesus, our King, entering Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And he enters with humility. He's riding on a donkey and he's, he's going to face the enemy. He's going to battle with Satan and the powers of evil. And we're all part of that battle. Um, yet our king has gone before us and won the battle. That's really important to remember. And, you know, during Lent, you know, Lent is especially a time of spiritual battle against sin via prayer and fasting and other kinds of penance and almsgiving. But it's important to know uh, that really it's a battle all year, this struggle to do what is right, uh, the struggle to do what is good, and a struggle in which we're always aided and helped by God's grace. We're not in the battle alone. It's with Jesus. Um, and why is it a battle to begin with? Because, you know, we're, we're all have, we all have this, this uh, inclination to sin. Okay, we can succumb to temptation. That inclination to sin we call concupiscence, and it's one of those after effects of original sin. Um, yet, the victory that Christ won over sin has given us these great blessings, you know, his power and grace that we receive, for example, in the sacraments. So I want to encourage everyone um, in this battle, that that uh, if we're united to Christ in the battle, we'll be victorious. That's what we remember during this Holy Week. Uh, praise the Lord for that. Bishop, I was thinking about it as we get through this Lent and as men have logged in and downloaded uh, the podcast and prayed through each segment of the battle, the last part of a battle is generally the toughest. You know, you've kind of, you're exhausted, you're, you're kind of ready to finish. How can you, as bishop and shepherd, encourage us to finish strong and enter into this last week? What, what are some things you might give us to think about, to pray about, and even potentially to do? Yeah, um, that's a very good question. Um, well, I would invite everybody uh, to participate, heart, mind, and soul, in the liturgies of the Easter Triduum. Okay, we're coming, you know, Lent ends, we come into the Paschal Triduum um, to really enter into it through prayer. Um, yes, it is the last push of the battle. And you said, as you said, it can be the hardest. Um, so prayer is, um, you know, this is the, the climax of the liturgical year, and it really should be um, the most prayerful time most prayerful days of the year for us from Holy Thursday evening to Easter Sunday to enter into the mysteries and participate in the solemn liturgies, which are so powerful. Um, 
the uh, fasting as well. I mean, Good Friday, of course, we're bound to fast um, the day that our that Jesus died for us. But I also think in prayer, um, meditation. Um, I, I would encourage everybody, Holy Thursday night has always been very important to, to me. After the, uh, after the Mass of the Lord's Supper, I, to, to think about our Lord in the Garden of Gethsemane, his agony in the Garden. Um, you know, it's not a time to be drowsy. Uh, we said the last part of the battle is as hard as because we can kind of fall asleep. We're tired. Well, isn't that what Peter, James, and John in the garden, they fell asleep. Um, and our Lord woke them up, you know, to enter into that prayer of Jesus in his agony. Um, I think, you know, our Lord said, my, my, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Um, and we can relate to that, that, that Jesus, you know, when life is tough, you know, we can, you know, be tempted. Uh, if you saw the movie, The Passion of the Christ, you kind of see the devil there in Jesus's agony in the garden. And our Lord, um, you know, praying so fervently, Lord, take this cup away from me. But then his obedience, his submission to the will of the Father, you know, he said, not my will, but your will be done. So Jesus giving himself radically to the will of his Father. And, uh, you know, so, so he was ready for the battle. And the battle is, was of self-giving love. It wasn't one of anger and violence. He, you know, he... he uh, he corrected Peter when he cut off the the ear of the of the one guard and um but think about what Jesus was going through. He was facing all the evil of human history, all the uh Satan's lies, all the power of, of lies and pride and all the cruelty, the vast power of sin and death throughout history on that very night and he faced that power and what did he do he he disarmed it by love he defeated it by abandoning himself totally to the father's will and the father's plan of salvation so jesus did this freely and you know suffered died for us a sacrifice of obedience accepted the horror of the cross you know such a terrible death but it was the power of good overcoming the power of evil. And um, it was really a collision, we could say, between light and darkness. And uh, oh, then the cross, sin was conquered and new life came to us. Yeah. Praise the Lord, Bishop Rose. You're getting me fired up. I hope everyone <laughs> who's listening, uh, you know, this is a, a, a pandemic time. People have been away from uh, their liturgy and their parishes. What an invitation from Bishop Rhodes to everyone listening uh, to, to re-enter the, the liturgy, if it's possible, in the diocese that you're in. And even further, one of my favorite times of prayer during the year is that Holy Thursday. Our parish would stay open until midnight, and it was just quiet. And I would just go sit and almost go back in time and reread those moments of Gethsemane and think about our Lord. So anyone listening, if your parish offers that, 
say to your wife and kids, hey, I, I'm going to close the battle and head back to the parish tonight and spend some time really praying into next steps and how to launch this and this path to victory. So, Bishop, I want to shift gears a little bit with you. Um, I'm a lay passionist, so I, I have no problem speaking about the cross. But I think for a lot of people, and even Pope Francis, I think, has mentioned the sour-faced Christians. Um, we have a lot of focus on the cross, but I think we also need to understand what it means to celebrate Easter and to celebrate this victory that Christ is winning for us, has won for us. I shouldn't say has win, is winning, has won. Can you speak into that some? How do we celebrate that um, as men in our world? That's really important. I think, first of all, the resurrection of Jesus means everything. I mean, St. Paul said, you know, if uh, if Christ hadn't risen from the if Christ did not rise from the dead, his preaching was in vain. Our faith is in vain. Um, you know, the reality that that Jesus defeated the power of death. I mean, just to think about that. That you know, we think of how Jesus defeated sin on the cross, and he defeated death in in his resurrection. Um, but the amazing thing, and this gets more to your question. Jesus unites us to himself. He frees us from sin and gives us new life. And of course, we know that happens at baptism. So I really also want to encourage everybody, to, you know, it's great to go to the Easter Vigil. I know it can be like two or three hours long. But when you think about it, on, uh, about that night, and we have the liturgy of baptism, it's reminding us not only as we witness others being baptized, but it reminds us of our baptism, that, that we were united to Jesus. We died with him. We rose with him. I mean, this is such a great mystery. So what Jesus did then is communicated to us. And this is our life in him. Our whole life is really a baptismal journey when you think about it. It's, it's living that union with Christ in his death and resurrection. Uh, and then, in, you know, we can think about confirmation, where the Holy Spirit strengthens us to live in Christ, to bear witness to him. And, of course, the Most Holy Eucharist, where he gives us his very body and blood. So, so talking about being united with Christ, uh, you know, and, um, of course, the Eucharist, is the antidote to death. You know, it's like the vaccine. You know, we, it's our antidote to death, as St. Ignatius of Antioch said. So I think to celebrate Christmas, I mean Christmas, sorry, Easter, with really thanksgiving for this new life and the gift of salvation, our liberation uh, from sin and death. That's That's really what, what Easter is all about and that victory that Christ won for us. So with that said, Bishop, we know this battle is won. And there are a lot of folks who've last six months, 18 months of their lives have been a little unique. And I'm sure for you it's been unique as well. Um, but we also know that the battle's not over. And so we're going we're gonna to lead and launch out of Lent. Um, and so what, what might you say to folks in your diocese, but really anyone who's tuned into the podcast today, how can we continue the fight and live from a place of victory with that confidence? Right. Uh, good question. You know, as I say, the victory's been won, yet the battle 
isn't completely over because we need to stay united to Christ the victor uh, in the battles that we face against sin, against Satan, against temptation. So we stay united to him, we'll be victorious, you know, so that's important. I mean, we're the, we're the branches on the vine. We need to stay connected to the vine. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit's like the sap and, and kind of is the, of the vine. So gives us that power that we need, uh, to stay connected and, and how, I mean, prayer, uh, the sacraments, the works of mercy, um, Really, it's all about living the grace of our baptism by lives of faith, hope, and charity, the theological virtues, to live the gifts of the Holy Spirit and grow in the fruits of the Holy Spirit, um, to be true disciples, striving to live the gospel. So we're not facing this battle, you know, alone. It's not just our own power. It's the power of Christ, the power that's communicated to us. Um, by our union with him through baptism. Um, that's how we reach the victory. So we, we shouldn't think that it's all on our shoulders. We need his grace. And then our job is to cooperate with that grace. And, uh, and it's, it's a beautiful, um, beautiful way to live if that's, if that's the priority in our life. And it should be the priority in our life to stay united to Christ as as members of his body, as part of his kingdom. By the way, I wanted to mention, I love that calling the church the community of the resurrection. I don't know which pope or which saint said that, but but really the church is to be the community of the resurrection where we witness to the joy and hope uh, that we have through our faith in Jesus. Uh, Bishop, I like that community, the resurrection. That's exciting. And I, I think about that and I think about you. I remember meeting you several years ago. My wife and I met you and you definitely live from a very resurrected place. You're, you have this confidence and joy that's contagious and gentle. Um, so I wonder with the men who've, who are listening, who are seeing this path to victory and going to enter into Holy Thursday and the Triduum um, with new eyes to see and to experience Jesus, um, how can you challenge them to be more joyful and in the spirit of Father Capon as well, even to be hope in a world that sometimes chooses despair and even pushes despair as a way of living? How would you encourage your, the faithful to be joyful and filled with hope moving out of Easter and into the, the rest of the year? I would say it comes from having confidence and trust in God's love and mercy. Um, you know, by living and walking by the Spirit, being, you know, trusting in his love. Remember, St. Paul wrote to the Romans that God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. So living in that love is what gives joy and hope. You know, I think hope is really important, that theological virtue. I mean, I think a lot of people can easily get depressed with things and what's going on in the world or even in their own personal lives sometimes. Um, but hope comes from trusting in the promises of Christ. 
uh, relying on his grace. And that's what keeps us from discouragement. And it sustains us when the battle is tough. You know, I love the thing also what St. Paul says, describes it as the hope that does not disappoint. You know, there's a, um, and the symbol of, of the virtue of hope is the anchor. Uh, so we can think of hope as the anchor of our soul. So in battle, in the battle that we're in, in the battles that we face, hope is a weapon, in a sense, that protects us in the battle of salvation. Even St. Paul said, put on the breastplate of faith and charity, and for a helmet, put on the hope of salvation. (laughs) So, and I think when we do that, we have joy, even amidst suffering, even in the midst of trials. You know, that's St. Paul said, rejoice in your hope, be patient in tribulation. Now, hope is expressed and it's nourished in prayer. Um, Our hope in the glory of heaven that's promised by God to those who love him and do his will. And perseverance is needed to the end, you know, just being open to God's grace. You know, there's no holiness without spiritual battle. Um, And holiness is, you know, really taking up our cross. It passes by the way of the cross. And and that's what really the, the Paschal Triduum, the Easter Triduum is all about. We enter spiritually into this mystery of the cross. The cross is our only hope. And we enter into the mystery of the resurrection, which is the triumph of life over death. So really our whole faith comes out at this time of the year. I mean, when we celebrate, when we celebrate the mysteries of our redemption this week. Well, Bishop Rhodes, I just want to personally thank you for bringing us home and getting us through the battle and showing us a path to victory. And I appreciate the practical ways that you've told us to live this out in our daily life. I want to ask you uh, in just a second to say a prayer to close down this series. We feel it's very important um, with our brothers from Rekindle the Fire and our brothers from uh, Capon's Men to kind of gather one last time and pray together and hopefully continue to pray together um, as we launch out of this. Um, So I want to invite you to pray for us, but I want to assure you, Bishop, uh, that I will be praying for you. I'll be praying for your diocese. I'll be praying for the work that you're doing. Um, And I ask you to pray for me as well. But at this moment, I would encourage you to pray for all the men who have downloaded the podcast, who've walked with us through this this battle, um, and now pray them toward victory. Thank you, Joe. And you're in my prayers also, so thank you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God, our merciful Father, we thank you for the gift of your Son as our Savior. You willed that Jesus, your Son, would submit to the, for our sake to the passion and death on the cross so that you might drive away from us the power of the enemy. Grant us, your servants, to all who have listened to this podcast during these past eight weeks to receive the grace of faith, strong faith, the grace of perseverance with hope, and the grace of loving as your Son has loved us to the end. And help us all, Father 
to attain the grace of the resurrection. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. And Mary, our Mother of Hope, pray for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Thank you, Bishop Rhodes, for helping tie this whole series together with your great insights and encouragement today. I'm sure for a lot of us, the battle that we entered into this Lent is one that won't stop just because Easter is here. But I'm grateful that you reminded us that we're still able to live in the hope and the joy of the resurrection, even if the battle goes on. And I hope nobody minds me doing this again. But since this podcast takes its name from Father Capon, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring him up when we're talking about hope. What was able to sustain him during the long, dark days of the prison camp? The virtue of hope. What was the source of his joy when by all earthly means he should have been miserable? Well, like Bishop said, it was his confidence and trust in God's love and mercy. He was in a battle much greater than the battles we normally face. Yet he was able to live in the victory of the resurrection in the middle of that battle. And when he died, he told the men to let his bishop know that he died a happy death. Can you imagine a happy death? But that's the gift that his hope was able to give him, and that's the same joy and hope that we're able to live with God's grace. So, a couple things left to do before we wrap up this series. First of all, our weekly challenge. I think that for all of us, the main obstacle to our growth when it comes to Easter is that it's so easy to slip back into our old habits or attitudes that we had before Lent started. The challenge then is to look back on your Lent and to see what one habit or attitude you want to continue uh, to practice or to work on after Easter. What habit or attitude will help you live your baptism, to live in the victory of the resurrection? Men, let's not give up the ground we've made during this battle of Lent. I do want to take the opportunity for all of us here at Capon's Men to thank you for joining us during this battle, and to share a little bit about what's coming up. We're especially grateful for the men of Rekindle the Fire and our guests from the Diocese of Fort Wayne South Bend for fighting alongside of us in this battle. You men really are amazing brothers and an inspiration, and it's been great to walk with you. We will be continuing on our weekly episodes here in the Foxhole with other amazing guests like Sister Anne Catherine of the Nashville Dominicans, General Kevin Chilton, a retired four-star general and NASA astronaut. Yes, he's been in outer space and many other great guests to join us in holy conversations to help us win the spiritual battle. I also want to say that we're working on upgrades to our audio quality, so we hope you'll stick around for that. Finally, we hope we've inspired you to learn a little bit more about the life of Servant of God Emil Capon through this podcast. We are excited to announce that in honor of his remains being identified and coming home to us in the near future, that we've made all four of our video series available for free at capensmen.com. They're great sources of inspiration for men's groups or even individual viewing, and they help carry on Father Capon's legacy and spirituality. We here at Capon's Men hope to continue to inspire men to imitate his heroic virtue and his self-sacrificial love for his brothers, all for the sake of Jesus. That's it for today. We wish you and your families a very happy and joyful Easter. And remember, the victory is won, and as long as we stay united to Christ in our own daily battles, we too will get to share in the ultimate victory of heaven. Thanks for joining us in the Foxhole. 
As we go, we're blessed to leave you with these words from Father Capon himself. We can surely expect that in our own lives there will come a time when we must make a choice between being loyal to the true faith or of giving allegiance to something else which is either opposed to or not in alliance with our faith. O God, we ask of Thee to give us the courage to be ever faithful to Thee. Blessed are they who suffer persecution for justice' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. May the blessing of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon all of you. Amen.